0: Hello, everybody. Sit back, relax, turn your lights out, light some candles, and listen to some stories about nightmares, ghosts, paranormal, and shit that just can't be explained. Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Tale. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Tales. I am your host Tino Romero Jr., aka the Graveyard Grumbler. And I have three chilling stories for everyone today. One is a hide and seek game that went horribly wrong. Another is just an average night for a cremator during the graveyard shift. And the last one is, well, it'll make you not want to walk into a dark room anymore, and here we go hide and seek. This incident occurred when I was 15 years old. I'm 35 years old now. This memory has been haunting me ever since. It has caused me to lose sleep and spend a lot of money on therapy. Even though I've managed to move past that day, I still on occasion wake up afraid and drenched in sweat. It started one night. My parents went out for a date night. They allowed me to have a few friends over for a sleepover. So I invited four of my closest friends over for pizza and video games. Being 15 years old, we were in teenage heaven. As the night carried on, my friends and I were in the middle of an intense game of Call of Duty when we heard tire screech followed by a loud crash and explosion. Then we lost power. "Great," I thought. "Some damn drunk crashed into the power box and caused a multi-block blackout. What do we do now?" I asked. One of my friends suggested we play hide and seek. We all agreed. We made one rule where the seeker is able to use their flashlight on their phone to prevent the seeker from falling and hurting themselves. I was chosen to start counting, so I did. I counted up to 30, figuring that would give them enough time to find a good hiding spot. I reached 30 and yelled, ready or not, here I come. I turned on the flashlight and began to search for my friends. I live in a two-story house with five bedrooms and two and a half bath, so there's plenty of places to hide. I'm making my way towards the dining room to see if someone was hiding under the dining room table, when all of a sudden I heard someone let out a low giggle. It sounded like it came from the stairs, so I start start making my way towards the stairs. Quietly tiptoeing, I reach the bottom of the stairs. I shine my light up towards the top and catch a glimpse of one of my friend's head quickly pop out and disappear just as fast. I found you fucker, I said, and went to tag him, except when I got to the top and shined my light where I saw his head, he wasn't there. I stood confused for a few seconds when I heard a noise come from my bedroom. You cheating prick, I said to myself. I pushed the door open, and sitting on my bed, I saw my friend. He was just sitting there. I figured he felt bad for leaving his hiding spot at the top of the stairs. I shined the light on him, grabbed his shoulder, and I s- said, found you, fucker. My friend gave this creepy laugh, <laughs> slowly turned around and said, "Ah, oh, you found me, so I guess I'm the seeker. But the thing was, it wasn't my friend. It was an elderly lady. Her face deformed, her eyes solid black. Her hair was dirty, stringy, and had bald patches on her head. Her clothes were dirty and torn, and she stunk of death. I ran out of my room and downstairs as fast as I can. I yelled for my friends as loud as I can. They come running out of the garage asking, what's wrong? Before I could get a word out, we all hear, you better hide, I'm coming to find you. We look at each other and run outside to the front yard. We all look at the front door and we see this lady standing at the doorway crying and asking, why don't you wanna play with me? She turned around crying and disappears. Well, we stayed outside until my parents returned home, which was around 2.30 a.m. My dad asked why we were outside. We told him what we saw. He didn't believe me, of course. He went inside and we followed behind. We walked towards the stairs when we found the crying lady again. My dad saw a figure hunched over with its back facing us repeating over and over. They don't want to play with me. My dad turned around saying, fuck this, and told us to get out and get into the car. He locked the house door and we slept in the hotel until a priest was able to bless the house. Killing the dead. I've worked in a crematorium for three years now and not a day goes by that i'm not haunted by what i did if i didn't get paid so well i would have quit after that horrible night please understand that i am not a sick man and i had no intention on doing what i did an average week for me i would cremate about four bodies a week usually done at night that way guests wouldn't walk in on a horrible smell of burning bodies It's probably a morbid thing to say, but I loved my job, and I was really good at it. My friends and wife became worried after the second year when I would casually talk about the sound the bodies would make when put into the pyre. I would have a smile on my face because I love my job. On this particular night, I was loading the final body of the night onto the table. I was glad. It was a long night, and I wanted to get home and sleep. It was around 3 a.m. when the final body was on the table. I turned around to grab my clipboard when, out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw the arm move. I blew it off and continued to check my clipboard to make sure that the body and the numbers matched. I clicked the button and the body started to sway into the pyre. I went and took a seat to make sure everything goes well. Right when the foot touched the fire, the eyes on the body shot open and he let out the loudest, most painful yell I've ever heard. His arm struggled to get free from the straps and he yelled, stop, please, I'm alive. I stood there stunned and shocked. I saw his face and the pain he suffered badly with every inch of fire that engulfed his body. He begged me to help him. But I couldn't, I just stared in awe, in a daze. I had a grin on my face and it got bigger the louder he screamed. Once the fire reached his torso, he no longer screamed. His eyes showed the pain and suffering he endured. His eyes were locked onto me. I could have been his savior, but I let him die. I enjoyed the show. My boss found out what happened by reviewing the security cameras. I'm hoping he can forgive me and he'll give me my job back when I'm released from the state mental health hospital. I really love my job. I really miss it. I really, really love my job. Keep the lights on. We've all had that feeling where we can feel something staring at us from the corner of a dark room. This incident, unfortunately, isn't a story. I wish I could erase it from my memory, but I can't. It haunts me every time I turn off my lights. Well, it was a warm night and I was getting some housework done before I laid down and got some sleep. I finished washing up, turned off my bedroom light, closed my eyes but couldn't fall asleep. I felt as if someone was watching me from the corner of my room. I thought I saw a person by my bedroom door. I swore I saw them fidget around. I blew it off, rolled over, and went to sleep. I got up around 3 a.m. to go and pee. Damn bedtime wine! As I walked to the restroom, my head snapped towards the bedroom door because I for sure thought I heard a moan come from that area. I stopped and stared into the dark for a few minutes, didn't see anything so I went to use the restroom and went back to sleep. This feeling kept going on for a couple more weeks when one night, I got home from a night out with my friends. I got home around 3am, yeah I had to stay for last call, I got home and went to my bedroom i got ready for bed i walked in and straight to the bathroom not turning my bedroom light why would i i know where my bathroom is i was almost in my bathroom when i heard you should have been home in bed hours ago my heart stops beating i freeze and my eyes open wider than two half dollars I slowly turn around and stare towards the sound of the voice. The shadowy figure walks towards the light switch and flicks it on. What I saw staring back at me was shocking. There was a thing. It looked human but at the same time it didn't. Its face was disfigured, its eyes were red and blood dripping from them, its teeth were pointy and jagged it hunched over its arms were deformed and it looked as if it couldn't extend them fully its bare chest showed open wounds scars its ribs were poking out and it looked as if they would poke through the skin the thing's feet were black from dirt and it was missing toes missing fucking toes My eyes made their way back up to this thing's face, its mouth was open, and drool was dripping down his chin and onto my carpet, I just stayed staring when it spoke again, I watched you sleep every night, I enjoy watching my meal get rest for the big day, now it's time to feast. And you're ready. The creature turned the light off and lunged towards me. I felt its sharp teeth pierce my leg and its sharp claws dig into my back as I fell to the floor. I'm screaming and kicking, fighting to get away. I feel the creature rip a piece of flesh from my thigh. I scream in pain and manage to break from his grips. I run outside and call 911 screaming, I need help. A few minutes later, two cop cars pull up and run into the house. I stay outside with the firemen getting treated for my wounds when we hear six gunshots come from the house. The cops come walking out of my house, shaking their heads, blood on their uniform. They all look scared. One of the officers approached me and tells me, ma'am, that thing inside is dead. It attacked one of our officers, and we had to shoot it multiple times. We don't know what it was, but you don't have to worry about it anymore. Since that night, I can't have any lights off in the house. I look in every corner. All the doors in the house are open, and lights inside linen closets. No more darkness. I received a phone call from one of the officers, and he tells me that that thing was actually a man who was deformed he sharpened his teeth to a point he made claws from razor blades he peeled his fingers to the bone his muscles and skin healed around the makeshift claws making them a part of his actual hand He's been a suspect in several murders where he ate his victims and left their mutilated bodies to rot in their homes. He would remove all the light bulbs to make it more difficult for people to see inside the house. The officer said, You are the only one to ever survive. You're lucky to be alive. I hung up and I cried. I cried in front of the mirror looking at the scars that'll always remind me of that horrible night so if you hear a bump in the night don't ignore it grab a gun turn the lights on and go check what that sound is Hopefully everyone enjoyed those three stories. It was my pleasure to read and write them. I greatly appreciate everyone for tuning in and continue to give me support. If you love these stories, if you have any stories or encounters that you want to share, please send them to graveyardgrumbler at mail.com or DM me on Facebook or Instagram My Instagram is Graveyard Grumbler Podcast, and my Facebook is Tino Romero Jr. Until then, sleep tight, let the bedbugs bite, and make sure your gun is always loaded. Thank you. Thank you for listening. It's time to blow out the candle and try to get some sleep. Remember, don't go investigate when you hear noises in the dark. We know what happens. Enjoy the night, enjoy the dark, and try to get some rest. This is the Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Stories. I am your host, Graveyard Grumbler. Enjoy your night. Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Team. my <laughs>